Hail Satan travelers, I'm Danny. <laughs> and I'm Bailey. And I've got one question for you. Mm -hmm. Are they there yet? You know, if they, you mean the devil, and they're being New Jersey, then yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Mayhaps. Possibly. Mayhaps. Could be. Oh, my neck popped. <laughs> oh, gross. Uh, what is this, episode 30, and we still can't find a proper segue? Yeah, no, I got nothing. <laughs> Um, How's your week been, Bailey? It's 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 been all right. We were supposed to we talked about recording this yesterday, mm -hmm. and uh, Bailey got drunk instead. Yeah, and Danny Danny did something. I don't actually know what I was doing. I just didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't felt good for a while, so I'm just chilling. Yeah, I do have the fucking pro okay, not the worst sunburn I've ever had. But the worst one I've had in a while. It fucking hurts. <laughs> mm. I think it is blistering in a few places. It's yeah, it's pretty bad. I would call it like almost second degree degree burn. Probably a second degree burn, I would say. So to those listening, wear sunscreen. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Uh, well, and also, uh, if you go out with my sister Victoria. You should just know that she's going to keep you there longer than you expected. <laughs> and you should uh, plan accordingly. I got drunk last night. Um, backtrack a little bit. I got a tattoo on Saturday. Yeah, Billy got a sick-ass new tattoo. Me too. It's, um, it's the birth of Venus, but Venus is a rabbit. <laughs> a sassy little <laughs> rabbit at that. I mean, she's very cool. And then, uh, oh, yeah, baby. She's giving a night night kiss again. <laughs> Don't take my headphones, goofball. Get out. <laughs> I love you, night night. Goofy. And then on Sunday, I had a date, but there won't be any more. <laughs> what? What was bad about it? It was the most awkward 45 minutes of my <laughs> entire life. Oh, God. <laughs> and, like, first dates in general are awkward. Yeah. But, like, conversation just didn't flow. Kind of like us. <laughs> <laughs> We're making conversation now, and it's, like, it ma it's making sense. Kind of, yeah. But <laughs> we were, like, we went to a coffee shop. Um, he got there before I did. And it was, he just like, he didn't pick a very good table in a coffee shop for a first date. Yeah. Because it was like, they like, put, on like a, a center table. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, like, it's like, it was up against the wall. So there's like a bench, but then, you know, there's a bunch of individual, like two top tables on yeah. the bench and we were like in the middle. And oh, I God. feel like both people on either side of us were like, what's going on? I feel like I caught the girl beside us looking at us a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he said, is that a date? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so That's the worst. You should have told him to listen Sorry. to the podcast. <laughs> no. 
No, because then here I am talking about him, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to, on a date with this fucking idiot. I hated his ass, and uh, he's probably listening he right was, now. <laughs> <laughs> he was nice. I just, I don't think we would. Mesh. We wouldn't match, no. Yeah. Was conversation, like, fine on text? Here's the thing. <laughs> Did you not text a lot before you went on this date? No, we had matched and for he was probably like, about... <laughs> we had been probably matched for about 12 hours. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, I see you. You said, sure, why not? Let's go on a date. So, I think we matched on Friday and he asked for a date on Friday. And he originally suggested that we go out that like the next day, that Saturday night. And I was like, I can't. I have a, a, an appointment to go to. Um, so then he suggested coffee. Though. Yeah. So then he suggested <laughs> coffee on Sunday. We matched on Bumble, uh, but my Bumble was being weird, so I wasn't getting any like notifications when he would message message me on Saturday. So we really didn't talk at all. <laughs> so. That's kind of hilarious. Well, maybe next time, Bailey. <laughs> maybe. Grant, if you're listening, I'm talking to a Grant now. Um. <laughs> Hi, Grant. No, Grant. Anyways. Um. <laughs> I know a Grant, but he's married. So if he wanted on a date with you, that'd be really awkward. No, this is not. It, no. Anyways, New Jersey? Mm I have facts. So I don't know why I made that segue. I get to talk about. New yeah, Jersey. you talk about New Jersey. <laughs> Silly. Um, I can't think of New Jersey without thinking of that one line from Hamilton. Everything's legal in New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is legal in New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. Um, so New Jersey is the most densely pop- populated state. That makes sense. I don't know how many people per square mile there are but it's a lot many 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 people many many um there is um i think it's a pretty well-known city called atlantic city Mm -hmm. um and i'm not sure what the true relation is but the streets of monopoly are named after the streets in atlantic city yes i knew that and i actually talk a little it, bit about atlantic city in my dealio so um it's also atlantic city is also home to the oldest boardwalk and that may be why it costs so much in the game <laughs> that's funny <laughs> uh, menlo park is where edison perfected the light bulb yeah it's in new jersey perfected it he did not invent it no nope. he just made it workable yeah well and you learn it's so funny because you learn that he quote unquote invented the light bulb but then you learn about all the people before him and what they did at least i did mm-hmm. so i'm yeah. like I'm, he invented the modern light bulb kind of maybe like maybe you could stretch it to that but more than anything he just like was the last guy who figured out the one thing that needed to work <laughs> um the statue of liberty and ellis island are actually in new jersey not new york (laughs) so fuck you new york (laughs) they're both in the i don't know what what body of water that is oh fuck i knew this (laughs) well too late (laughs) there it's not the hudson 
What? But it's also oh, not gosh. not the Hudson. <laughs> Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Upper New York Bay. Allegedly. Is, is it? Is it? It's not the Chesapeake Bay, is it? Uh, commonly known as New York Harbor. It is fed by the Hudson River. Okay. I knew the Hudson was there somehow. Somewhere. (laughs) Somewhere in there. Um, If you were in New Jersey in, I don't remember what year it was, maybe 1937. I'm making a guess. You could have been aboard the maiden flight of the Hindenburg. What? (laughs) Yeah, that's where the Hindenburg crashed. Are you sure? (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's what the website told me. That shit's crazy. I, like, know the name, the Hindenburg. I know the story of the Hindenburg. But, like, I don't know. For some reason, it sounded very foreign to me when I learned about it. So It sounded European. Yeah, so I just kind of assumed it wasn't in the States. <laughs> no, it was. I can't think about it without thinking of that one um, smosh, try not to laugh sketch. Yeah. <laughs> on the hindenburg i love those are my favorite sketches because i love a little history humor they're like don't you love driving in this car in 19 some odd princess diana princess diana (laughs) Uh, mr franz ferdinand ferdinand it's the way they get to that part of the joke i know they really build up to it and you're like i think i've heard of this somewhere and (laughs) and then it hits um the first complete dinosaur skeleton <gasps> was in Haddonfield. It's the Hadrosaur, um, Hadrosaur's Folkai, named mm-hmm. after its finding place, and finder, William Folk. Oh, that's fun. I love a good dino bone. Dino bones are my favorite. I meant to look up Hadrosaur. I'm going to look up too. I want to see it. Ah. Looks like a dino. Oh yeah, that looks like one of them, one of them, one of them guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of them guys. It's like somewhere between a raptor and a and Ducky um, from <laughs> the Dinosaur yeah. Tales or whatever it was called. Land Before Time is that what that movie was called? It looks kind of yes. like Ducky. Kind of. Um, and then my last little fact. Um, the first mechanically ventilated underwater tunnel, aka I think an underwater tunnel, underwater tunnel that you can drive through, um, is the Holland Tunnel. It runs from Manhattan to New Jersey. Like I said, it is a drivable tunnel. It's very long, and I'm glad I had no idea where I was when I passed through it. Yeah, I I can't even. I learned do afterwards like... that I had been in an underwater tunnel. <laughs> Yeah, I can't even do like the right like the tunnels that go like under the mountains and stuff on the way to beaches and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I can't. I hate tunnels. I fucking hate tunnels. <laughs> Ew, underwater. I can't. I don't even like to imagine it. I think I learned like a day and a half later that you were <laughs> that underwater. Was... Yes. Horrifying. It was a weird day. I, there was also I had never been to New York before, so. I've still never been to New York. I've never been to the North. Well, okay, that's a lie. I've been to Delaware. But, yeah. Mm. As close to the North as I've been. I have technically been to New Jersey. Really? 
That's where we, we flew into Newark. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. And then crossed, I, I'm i assuming, via the Holland Tunnel. Yeah. You know, <laughs> New England and, like, the surrounding states feel very much like England, England, in the fact that, like, you know, it's so... It, because, like, you can get places so easily from, like... Mm-hmm. New York to New Jersey to Pennsylvania. Oh, to... it's it's going to become very apparent how close these things are once we get to my crypto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these things because be we close. may or may not have already covered them. What? Puck Maybe. Nah. That's all I've got. <laughs> <laughs> are we finally so going to yeah, talk about melon facts. heads? I'm, I, we still haven't talked about melon heads. No, we're not going to talk about melon heads. <laughs> I forgot about those guys. But I they're in New Jersey. They're in. They're not. I don't think New Jersey, but they're like up there. <laughs> I think we covered every state that has them. I think we might have, because Connecticut was the main one, I think. Mm-hmm. So, and Ohio. I don't think we did it in Ohio. Have we done Ohio? I guess so. We yeah. haven't done Ohio yet. We oh haven't gotten God. there yet. We're good. We haven't gotten to Ohio. We might do Melonheads, guys. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Are those all your facts? Mm-hmm. Every last one of them? Unless it's related to my cryptid, but that's the only <laughs> yeah. ones I can present right now. Okay. Well, guys, I have been waiting with bated breath <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> you have no idea. Okay. So as I've mentioned before, my father, the dead one, is from New Jersey. <laughs> Despite that fact, I have never actually been to New Jersey. So he had some family that he had issues with. I think some of his family were alcoholics, some were drug addicts, which is like, you know, kind of sad. But he didn't really want us to associate with it. So he never took us there to see any of them. Uh, Now he's dead, as is his brother and several other family members who even remember him because he hasn't been around. (laughs) Uh, I have Mm -hmm. never actually known like any of that side of the family besides my cousin, Dawn, who I've never met in person, but I do follow on Facebook. Hi, Dawn. (laughs) (laughs) So before getting into the cryptid, I want to give a little dedicated section of this episode to Bruce Thompson history. That's my dad. So dad was born in 1962 in Somerville, New Jersey. He was born to Anne and Roland Thompson. I never knew my grandfather's name on my dad's side until today. Roland, which is a cool ass name. Uh, Dad was the only- My dad and his dad have the same name. Oh yeah, (laughs) because he's a junior. (laughs) (laughs) My dad is the fourth. Yeah. Warren. Don't dox my father. I said, I can't remember it. I don't think we'll talk about it. I I know it's weird. I know it starts with a B. God damn it. Oh, well, so he was the youngest of four. I think we haven't confirmed this number (laughs) and his siblings pretty much raised him. So Roland was a cool ass dude. From what I've heard, Uh, he had a pet crow and he was a military guy. Uh, he unfortunately did pass away when my dad was between six and eight years old. Dad was really mm. bad at storytelling. <laughs> so a lot of times he would like change his story up. <laughs> I think it was just because he had PTSD. So he couldn't remember exact ages. I'm the same way. 
Um, so yeah, he would, he told my sister six, he told my mom seven, one time and eight the next time. I remember him telling me 14, everyone else says I'm crazy, whatever, mm. <laughs> but the corroborated age is about seven. So, and his mom lived for quite a bit longer. She had strong German bloodlines that my dad was very proud of and loved to boast about. And she had gorgeous curly black hair. Dad always said that I reminded him of her. So she ended up with polio and lived confined to her wheelchair until 1998 when she lived just long enough to see my sister, Julia, the one right before me, be born. And then she passed away. So I never met my dad's dad or my dad's mom. They were both dead Mm. before I even came to be. (laughs) My dad, though, still had lots of adventures to go through before we get to where I come in to his story. Okay. So he dropped out of high school at 17 years old to support himself by going into the military. He served in the military for 22 years. That was something he was very proud of. And he became a super fancy sergeant guy, sergeant first class, according to Victoria. Apparently it's important. (laughs) I'm so sorry to those in the military. I don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) and he even fought in operation desert storm which was a foreign war it's known as the gulf war so it's the gulf war and then this was like an operation within the gulf war Uh, according to defense.gov by february 28th 1991 the u.s and allied ground forces in iraq and kuwait decisively defeated the battle-hardened army the fourth largest in the world and liberated kuwait So that's cool. I honestly, my dad was always like, yeah, I'm a desert storm veteran. And I was like, cool, dad, whatever. (laughs) Because I don't know what that means. But apparently Sergeant first class. Sergeant first class is an enlisted person with a rank just below that of a master sergeant. Oh, cool. Dad was cool. Look at dad. Go dad. (laughs) He had lots of fancy little pins on his jacket. I remember that. (laughs) It takes six years to earn that rank and eight years to earn... um, Master Sergeant. Oh, cool. Interesting. According to www.military.com. <laughs> Thank you, military.com. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. After fighting, he became a recruiter in Pennsylvania to stay closer to family. Because if you're, like, you know, out and about, if you're, uh, God, I can't remember the word. Not dispatched, but, like, God damn it, I won't remember it. You know, you're one of the ones that goes out and does the fighting and stuff. <laughs> you obviously aren't close to your family. So my dad wanted to stay close. Oh, and decided to be um, oh no. <laughs> I wish I remember. The, I literally, I'm a military kid. I should know this. <laughs> but I feel like it starts with a D. It does. It so did. It's not deployed. 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 If you're someone who gets deployed. You don't get to be near your family. God damn it. That was easy. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I said deported, so. <laughs> yeah, not quite. <laughs> not quite. So yeah, so he was a recruiter in Pennsylvania for a while, and then my mom decided that she wanted to be close to her parents, who lived in Arkansas, which is why we're here. Wah, wah. We could have been cool and lived Lovely. in Pennsylvania, but whatever. Um, so yeah, he continued to be a recruiter here. In 2004, he retired from the military. That was when I was four years old. And soon after that, he went to college for his biology degree. I was about six or so when he started going to college. So my younger years, my memories are just all filled with zoology and frog calls. (laughs) I remember a lot of frog calls from that time. And a lot of, we went herping a lot. So we went out into the woods at night (laughs) and picked up critters off the ground. Mm -hmm. Which was, it was fun. I had a good time. 
So yeah, then he worked at Home Depot for a while, which I didn't know about. Victoria told me that. And then he got his job at Camp Robinson under his degree, doing all sorts of things with wildlife conservation. But the coolest thing that he did was that he was a wildlife firefighter. So he dressed up in firefighter outfits and, and started controlled fires in the woods and controlled them. Really cool. Listen, wildfires are appreciate crazy. you saying firefighter outfit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, fi- the firefighting garb, like an astronaut suit. <laughs> you know the garb. Anyway, after that job, he decided that he was not getting paid enough for what he was due as an older man with a degree, and he really wasn't. Uh, so he went to go be a police officer with the Veteran Affairs Hospital in Little Rock. Um, he worked in the psychiatric ward because he was a big, strong, scary man who could detain patients in distress. Uh, but one day in particular, uh, an out of control man fucked up his knee really bad. He like rammed his knee and hyperextended it and really just fucked it, fucked it real bad. Uh, so he actually had to have surgery, which caused him to have to stop working in the field. And so he became a dispatcher for the hospital after that. And he was a dispatcher up until he got diagnosed with cancer, multiple myeloma in 2017. He fought cancer for way longer than it was projected for him to live. And then he finally passed away in October of 2019 in my mother's arms at the UAMS hospital. So now that you know all of that, <laughs> you know all about my dad. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some Most more of this I didn't know. I know. Isn't that fun? I didn't know some of it either. <laughs> I did. I called a lot of my research was... Uh, calling my family and going, hi, I'm calling you for research purposes. What do you know about dad? Because <laughs> mm. I also just have a terrible memory. And the dad that I knew was very different to the dad that like my oldest sister knew because her and I are 14 years apart. So yeah. she was actually, she was alive and, and around when dad was like actively in the military and he was like doing the shit. So he was a much harder and angrier man. <laughs> when he was doing recruiting and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then after several, several years and three more children, <clears throat> ew, he became much softer. And so Julia and I remember him as like a goofy, he was still angry, <laughs> but he was a, a goofy storytelling man who jammed out to songs and went fishing. So mm-hmm. much different dad. So we had very different uh, stories for each other to listen to. So now that you know all about my dad, Bailey, (laughs) we're going to talk some more about his connections to Jersey before we get to the real meat. Okay. So dad had a few loves that he attributed to growing up in New Jersey. His first love was that of nature. He grew up surrounded by the woods and he would often go exploring in the trees when he was younger. So that's that. And that's a very vital part of the story. (laughs) The second that I have to mention, and that all of those in New Jersey will probably understand, is pork roll. Now, this isn't a food that we have down south, but I swear to God, my dad probably loved it more than me. (laughs) So (laughs) he actually had some shift here and he cooked it all up in all kinds of ways and served it to our family. It was a big deal. So for those who don't know, pork roll is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It's a roll of pork. Uh, according to eater.com it's quote processed pork product made from mix of spices salt a sugar cure and preservatives that is smoked before being packaged so 
to me, it's pretty much like a glorified baloney. Uh, but the New Jerseyans are probably going to kill me for that one, so I'm going to stop there. <laughs> it looks like ham. It is. It's more okay. I say baloney. It is more like ham. It's it's. <laughs> uh, I think they say or spam. Yeah, they say it's close to like a breakfast ham, but it's got more flavor and more texture, like more spices. And it's close to a bologna, but bologna is more smooth and pork roll has more of that like meaty feel. So gotcha. yeah, pork roll. So, <laughs> na okay, okay. Now we're going to talk about a story from my dad that me and my sister Julia remember. So hold on to your asses, okay? <laughs> so. When Bruce was growing up in New Jersey, he and his brothers, both blood and chosen, would get into all sorts of mischief. One day in particular, they decided that they were going to go hunt down our cryptid of the hour, the infamous Jersey Devil. So he and two or three of his buddies grabbed their rifles and went forth into the woods about an hour or so prior to dawn. Okay, this is some classic cryptid hunting tale. <laughs> <laughs> they searched for a good 30 or 45 minutes. No luck. Suddenly, my dad heard something in the distance, and he decided he was going to go check it out. For whatever reason, when he beckoned his pals to come along to check it out with him, they did not oblige. So before he knew it, he was alone in the woods, and the sun was beginning to set on the horizon. He kept hearing strange, inhuman sounds. Looking back yeah. and forth to find the source of the noise, he neglected to watch where he was stepping. Now... If you don't know New Jersey, there's a fun little fact that blew my mind when I first heard this story, okay? Jersey has quicksand. Mm. I for sure thought that quicksand was only for like deserts, bogs, and movies. Uh, but no, <laughs> no, there's actually quicksand all over the U.S. in certain states. Some in Florida. I think I knew that. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Imagine stepping in quicksand in like Arkansas. What the hell? <laughs> I don't I mean, think it's very quick, but it's pretty slow sand. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so New Jersey is one of those states that has quicksand. So my father, the silly, silly man, took a step forward and then another. And then he realized that it was near impossible to lift his feet and continue forward. He had gotten himself stuck in a sinkhole of quicksand. He sunk deeper and deeper by the second, struggling to pull himself free. The sand got up to his waist, and when he was sure that he was a goner, his friends were nowhere in sight, and the sun was almost completely set. As he fought his way to the edge of the sinking pool, he swore he heard someone laughing at him. But this wasn't the laugh of any of his friends. No, 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 no. It was a disembodied-sounding, devilish laugh. He looked up from his current predicament and guys, I swear to God, my father said that in the woods for only a brief moment, he saw it. He saw the Jersey devil standing there laughing at him. And it was at that moment, conveniently, that his friends fumbled through the woods just in time to spot him and pull him out of the sludge. So Convenient. yeah, my very own father, according to him, at least, witnessed the Jersey devil firsthand. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? I completely forgot so about that crazy. story. <laughs> I remembered, I asked Julia, because I, I was calling, I called mom first, and I was like, do you remember this quicksand story? And she was like, I've literally never heard of that in my entire life. <laughs> so 
And then I called Victoria and I said, do you remember this quicksand story? And she said, I remember some story about quicksand, but I don't know, it was something, he stepped in quicksand and it's, it was whatever. And then I called Julia and I said, Julia, I swear to God, do you remember this quicksand story? <laughs> and she said, oh yeah, the one where the Jersey Devil laughed at him? I said, yes, that one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my dad, my dad got laughed at by the Jersey Devil. It's kind of scary. Kind of horrifying. Honestly, that's, that's better than any story I would, I would ever find on the internet. <laughs> Probably, because it's secondhand. Exactly. So, I'm really cool, and you'll only hear that story here, ladies and gents, unless someone steals it. Ladies and ladies. So. Okay. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> them, gentlemen. Gen <laughs> gentle them. <laughs> uh, I love it. Anyway, but what is the Jersey Devil, Bailey? You can tell me. Yeah, so it's typically considered a creature of South Jersey and Philadelphia folklore. Because they're actually a lot closer than you'd think. <laughs> it's a legendary creature said to inhabit the area of Pines Barrens, New Jersey, a mere hour away from where my dad grew up. So Somerville and Pines Barrens are like literally an hour and like a minute apart. Mm -hmm. Crazy. It's also known as the Leeds Devil. And I'll tell you why. So there are lots of little stories to explain the origins of the devil. But there is one in particular that pretty much everyone agrees upon being the correct, quote-unquote, origin story. It's a story of the Leeds family, particularly the 13th child of a mother named Mother Leeds. So there are different versions of the story, of course. But for the sake of brevity, I will be telling my favorite version. <laughs> So the story goes that in 1735, Mother Leeds had 12 kiddos. She was Too exhausted. Many. Yeah, which I understand because just one is pretty damn exhausting. <laughs> but yeah, so one day she discovered that she was pregnant with her 13th child. Now, as you may know, 13 is kind of considered a cursed number or the devil's mm -hmm. number. So Miss Leeds was rightfully pissed off that she was pregnant again and even more pissed off that it was the number 13. And so it is said that the time she figured out, she looked to the sky and cursed the child saying, let this child be the devil. Just like in a fit of rage, mm. just being like, fuck, this kid's Satan. <laughs> so fast forward to the birth of the kiddo. It was a stormy ass night with atmospheric thunder and howling wind to set the mood. The child came out, and at first, it was perfectly normal. At first. But after a few mm -hmm. minutes, it started to change. <laughs> the legs elongated. The face changed to an almost goat-like shape and hairiness. The child grew a tail. Uh, what was once a lovely little baby boy was now a terrifying savage beast. The beast mm. turned on its mother, attacked, and killed her. It then flew away, attacking several others on its way, killing many. It ripped the midwives limb from limb, and then went into the room with its father and siblings and killed as many as it could. Survivors of the incident recall it as the most horrifying event of their lives, allegedly. Harley, that's enough, babe. Harley is Harleyan, isn't she? What <laughs> what she wants. She's been very thoughtful recently. Attention. She doesn't want me to touch her. That's valid. 
But yeah, since then, the devil is spotted sporadically. Uh, many people report hearing its unearthly wails. It's known to hang out in dark forests, bogs, and around farms where it slaughters domestic animals and livestock. More like dead stock, am I right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there is one sighting that is <laughs> that is infamous and talked about all around Jersey and the surrounding states, actually. So January 16th to the 23rd of 1903, in the early week, there are reports starting to pop up of constant tracks in the snow in the Delaware Valley, just everywhere. So they were all over. They were under fences, in backyards, across rooftops, everywhere. So obviously people are seeing these tracks and they're a tad frightened. (laughs) Fear spread and investigations followed. It's said that the bloodhounds would not even follow the scent on the trail of this creature. So even the dogs were afraid to find out what it was. (laughs) Schools and workplaces were forced to close due to low attendance because everyone was so scared that they just stayed home. Uh, It then started really appearing and terrorizing the locals. So now I have a quote from one of my sources that I don't remember which source this is, but it's in, it's in, it's in, you know, it's in the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) Eyewitnesses spotted the beast in Camden and in Bristol, Pennsylvania, and in both cities, police fired on it, but did not manage to bring it down. A few days later, it reappeared in Camden, attacking a late night meeting of a social club and then flying away. Earlier that day, it had appeared in Haddon Heights, terrorizing a trolley car full of passengers before flying away. Witnesses claimed that it looked like a large flying kangaroo. Another trolley car full of people saw it in Burlington and then scurried across tracks in front of their car. In West Collingsworth, it appeared on the roof of a house and was described as an ostrich-like creature. Firemen turned their hose upon it, but it attacked them and flew away. The entire week, people reported let their livestock, particularly their chickens, were being slaughtered. This was most widespread in the towns of Bridgeton and Millville. Many people report coming home to see that it was trying to consume their pets. One in particular was a woman who saw it was trying to eat her dog, and she smacked mm. it with a broom and it flew away. Well. Which, like, I get it. I would have done it, too. Good. Good. I'm glad it flew away and didn't, like, eat you, too. (laughs) But, yeah, since 1903, there has not been such a scare like this. But people still report it constantly. So, I'm sure many of us have a certain image in our heads when we think of the Jersey Devil. But just in case this is somehow your first rodeo with the devil, let me tell you what it looks like. (laughs) It's a trip. All right. Head of goat. Horns. Bipedal, leathery wings, long whip-like tail with a point, kangarooish legs, fuzzyish body, kind of humanoid chest area, horsey little arms, <laughs> talons like a bird of prey, and okay, so it's known to rip into things with, with with its talons, and then whip the shit out of people with its tail, and then overall just be a complete menace. Yeah. So yeah. Me too. It's really just the weirdest amalgamation of shit. (laughs) For me, I would describe it as a wrong dragon or a winged Satan. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of Satan, a lot of people believe that the Jersey Devil is actually just the man, the myth, the legend himself, Satan. Uh, Some, though, do believe that Mother Leeds was just impregnated by Satan. So the 13th baby was Satan's son. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how she ended up impregnated by Satan, but yeah. Uh, I will say too, though, that there is some backing to the reality of this story, at least according to Wikipedia. <laughs> so, quote, Mother Leeds has actually been identified by some of uh, by some as the real life Deborah Leeds on grounds that Deborah Leeds' husband Jaffet Leeds named twelve children in the will that he wrote during 1736, which is compatible with the legend. Deborah and Jaffet Leeds also lived at the Leeds Point section of what is now Atlantic County, New Jersey, which is commonly the location of the Jersey Devil story. So yeah. Leeds Point, which is uh, Pines Barren, which is in, like, the Atlantic County area. So, yeah. Honestly, out of all the cryptids, I'm really inclined to believe this one, at least a little bit. But I think that is just some of the bias, the fact that my dad said he actually saw it and I want to believe my father. <laughs> Even though it's probably, <laughs> it was probably just a little tale. He spun. Or he thought he saw it, but it was actually just, like, a weird deer. Mm. But, yeah. Maybe. They are... They're weird. I mean, they're weird. <laughs> and I could see, like, looking at something. I could see it being a, a realish creature, you know? Not necessarily yeah. the, like, terrorizing towns thing, but I mean, like, birds of prey get up to Jersey Devil size. <laughs> I happened to be on, I think, r slash cryptids, and there was a. Um, I was not looking for jersey devil stuff i just happened to come across it like recently that'd be awkward if you were also doing the jersey devil <laughs> no i'm not um i just happened to come across it because it was on my like feed when i opened up reddit um they were comparing it to a specific um brand not brand breed of stork oh and they gave a photo like comparison to like that one drawing mm-hmm. and you know what valid i forget that storks are real is that just me yeah <laughs> storks don't seem like a real animal but that makes sense my cat found cardboard and is tearing it up stork jersey devil <laughs> comparison talk for a second i'm gonna go rescue this cardboard could the my cat. jersey devil be an escaped shoe bill stork Ooh, i i think i see oh, the yeah. oh my god no. oh i've seen these storks before they're really oh, cool wrong. Um, yeah, I think I found the exact Reddit post that you found. <laughs> yeah, shoebills are weird because they look less like birds than they do a person dressed as a bird. <laughs> That's true. They look like terrifying Muppets, like some dark crystal shit. I agree. So you should check if shoebills have zippers on their back. <laughs> yeah, shoebill storks. I didn't realize that they were a stork. But yeah, it's next to this uh, particular picture of the Jersey Devil that is, it has its long, weird legs and its long, weird neck and the wings. And yeah, its face is very, because the goat face is elongated, like the, like the shoebill stork face. And the shoebill stork has a thicker bill. It's a shoebill. <laughs> so, there it is. It's, it's the top post on our special yeah. this month. Yeah, I found it, I think, because I just looked up stork uh, devil comparison. And yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that's pretty convincing. I mean, it doesn't have like the horns, the, the tail, the yada, 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 but honest to God, people see things and they're like, yeah, and it had horns. Yeah. Just cause, <laughs> because they like were seeing it quick or something. So, and Shubel horns, I think, Shubel horns, Shubel storks 
are notoriously pretty aggressive, I think. Or at least antisocial. Uh, I have no idea. Are Shuville storks friendly? Very docile with humans, apparently. Okay, they just look uh. scary as shit. Got it. <laughs> will not gotcha. threaten humans, but will only stare back at them. The stare looks like it's trying to eat my soul, so... <laughs> yeah. Tolerant of the presence of the rare occasion of humans. Okay. <laughs> cool. So yeah, that's the Jersey Devil, boys and boys and boys. Nice. <laughs> Only boys. Yeah. Um, I guess it's my turn now. Yeah. What you got? I have no idea um, what Bailey's doing. Bailey knew I was doing this one because I had to. Because of my father's story. So, I really think that we have already covered these guys under a different name. Kind of and like the hide behind. <laughs> How I did I, the wood devils and the hide behind. Even more close. What? Um, like, so, in New Jersey, uh-huh. um, there still some remain, um, but the majority of them have since gone, are the Lenape peoples. Mm-hmm. So from their website, um, there's actually a couple different websites because I think, and I could be wrong, they have since branched out, um, and some of them go by different names now, and actually a lot of them were relocated more towards the Midwest. I think they have headquarters in like Kansas and Oklahoma now because they were Mm. relocated. But from the website of specifically the Nanticoke Lenny, Lenny Lenape, tribe this is what they have to say um so the nanticoke lenny lenape tribal nation is the northernmost of three interrelated tribes of the delaware bay we are made up of the american indian families from southern new jersey and the delmarva peninsula who remained in our ancestral home after many of our relations were removed to the west and to the north so far as oklahoma and canada Centuries ago, our Lenape and Nanticoke ancestors were among those locally referred to as Kohansies, Indians of the Kohansi Bridge, Alloways, Little Sciences, and other names. So their homeland includes New Jersey, Northern Delaware, the eastern part of Pennsylvania, and the southeastern part of New York. Um, And of the people I just described, it's actually two combined, um, the Nanticoke and the Lenape people. Um, and I still could be wrong, but I want to say that there are other offshoots that still exist. They may also have been referred to as the Delaware people. And Mm -hmm. if not these people, they do have, um, language roots with the Algonquin people Uh, as well. Yeah. Um, so some of the Delaware and the Algonquian, um, we have talked about before. Mm Um, I'll get into it in a minute, what we've talked about. But I want to talk about specifically the Lenape. Um, their little folklore, not folklore, their legend, and who um, these little guys have ties to are the Lenape little guys specifically, because we're talking about the Wematanganese. Wemat- Wematanganese. Are we talking about Nimbergars, Bailey? 
No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Minahune? <laughs> Maybe. We'll get into it. Let's talk. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm so excited. <laughs> so other than being tied to the Lenape people, um, there really is only like one, it's a very short amount of information you can find on the Wamatganis. Um, generally, they're described as the little people of the forest, like Jeez. sprites or dwarves. Um, like most cryptids that are of this size they are generally benevolent creatures but can be dangerous if disrespected valid me too um in some versions they are super strong and can turn invisible hey wait um, they also <laughs> i know others that they can may, turn invisible <laughs> <laughs> they may also help people who are kind to them Aww. um the said to have unnatural strength relative to, to their size um, and annoying them and making them angry is a big mistake. Um, it is often described as like messing with hunters out in the wilderness and forest. Um, but again, they still may be helpful for those who need it. Cool. There's one specific instance um, of a story that gets told pretty often. I couldn't find the full thing. I could only like synopses of the story, mm-hmm. but it's often like referred to as like the Wama. Wama, Wama this is so hard to say. It sounds like a hard word. <laughs> uh, Wamatkanese um, and the hunter. Um, mm-hmm. So the story goes that the hunter was out like hunting, obviously, and managed to bring down a deer. Um, and he. You know, kills it, he hoists it onto his shoulders and is like starting to walk back to the settlement when he hears something call his name. Mm-mm. Um, Keep walking. So he turns and runs to the sound of his name. Absolutely not. <laughs> he th- he th- apparently he thinks that someone needs his help. Valid, um, but no. <laughs> but it's, he starts running and he's still carrying the deer for whatever reason. Um, but as soon as he would get close to where he thought he heard his name, he'd hear his name again from a different place, like behind him. Absolutely not. And so the story goes that he ended up running like crisscross around uh, across the valley several times, carrying the deer the entire time, grasping um, for every breath that he could, um, bones aching. And when he finally caught up to something, story goes it was uh, when Matt Guinea's uh, leaning against a tree. Just laughing. Oh, they said, <laughs> we made you run. <laughs> um, Stupid. It said that the Wamakanese responded to him and said, I just wanted to see how far you could run carrying the deer. Valid. <laughs> if he's silly enough to do it. So, let's think back onto what we've learned in the past. Mm-hmm. Short peoples, I believe they are, these are said to be between one and two feet tall. Okay. People of the forest. People of the forest. Similar to Generally, Puckwudgie Little Man of the Woods. I think it was Puckwudgie. Yeah. Um, mostly benevolent, but can be malicious. Local to tribes we have talked about before in Delaware. Mm-hmm. Of t- tribes that um have 
similar roots and probably similar ancestors. Yes. Um, I'm pretty sure the Wamaganese are just Pukwudgies. That's valid. Pukwudgies, I think, or, are a little I bit more say, aggressive, though. They might know, be, like, those related. Are, <laughs> I think that, I think they're just coming across different, like, standards. I'm not saying that, like, the Pukwudgies, like, the superior um, story. I'm just saying that the creatures are the same creature. But by different names. But by different names. Yeah. They're not quite as aggressive as the Nimrgar. The Nimrgar are very aggressive. Nimrgar are very aggressive. Menahune are incredibly benevolent. So, but also there are so many like everywhere in the in the world. You're gonna find little men of the forest. Yeah, because I'm um, I'm pretty sure Pukwudgie was mostly translated to little man of the woods slash forest. I'm not sure, uh, but Pukwudgie I believe is Algonquian, is it not? I or think Delaware. so. I know it was in Delaware. I know we covered it in Delaware. I'm Googling. <laughs> uh, well, now this is saying that it comes from the legends of the Lenape, so... <laughs> Which yeah, is okay, not what so... I learned it from. Because I know, I, no, I think it was... Because I, I saw Algonquian, and I was like, we've definitely talked about it. Oh, Wampanoag is what I covered Wampanoag. in Wampanoag. The Wampanoag, okay. Moican, and Algonquin. Tribes. Algonquin, tribes yep. So yeah, Algonquin is Algonquian? Algonquian. Algonquian, I think, is a language. God damn it. I'm never yeah. Um, it yeah. Right. <laughs> when I kept seeing it, it was in reference to the language, so I've probably been saying it wrong. That's my fault. Because it, it's very similar, but slightly different. <laughs> yeah. Akwaji meaning. <laughs> Heart of the wizard. Sorry, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's the uh Ilvermary but i just tribe. think <laughs> tribe no school <laughs> school of whatever. um delaware and new jersey share uh, quite a bit of a border ojibwe was another one ojibwe, yeah yeah i also since that one was super short i have um a fun little tale that has nothing to do with um the Wimackanese. I want to tell the story. Let's go back. It has nothing. It's a completely different cryptid. Cool. Because I said I might do two. I did um, two. So I'm gonna two. do two. Uh, the Jersey Devil and Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> My two um, favorite cryptids. <laughs> we're gonna go to the town of not really town. It's more of a township. Mm -hmm. um, Harmony Township in New Jersey. What's the difference? <laughs> What's a township? Township and town. Township is like um just like a generally like recognized area like um i think east end is a township a division of a county with some corporate powers yeah that makes sense i mean like that east doesn't end, make sense haskell, but what you're saying makes sense <laughs> yeah yeah haskell i think is one that makes sense sorry yeah, to be, i mean you wouldn't really know what it is unless you're like around us <laughs> yeah <laughs> you don't mean that i think those are like townships they're like that recognized but like not really because yeah i don't see it like like they i don't see like east end on like east end high school i don't i don't know if they have a high school they might but i don't see them like toted around a lot as a place like yeah yeah um i'm not saying either of those are townships but that's generally what it is like it's yeah recognized but only by a some. little bit of power but really not a real town <laughs> Yeah, so Harmony Township in New Jersey, the year is 
not 19, 1891. 1891, I was not alive. And we yes. are some fun hunters, and we're going hunting for wabbits. Oh, wabbits? We're going to wabbit hunting. I love that for us. So, we are near... Actually, I don't think that's what it's called. Um, we've got our dogs. We're in, like, a really good spot for rabbits. Like, nice. there's definitely some rabbits around here. Awesome. And um, we're like, all right, it's time to send the dogs out. So that's what we do. We let, we let the dogs go. We let the dogs go do their dog hunting thing and go find the rabbits. Awesome. Good and dogs. we wait for the dogs to hunt and then just to bring it back to us because that's mm-hmm. what we've trained our dogs to do. Awesome. Or at least alert us to where the rabbits are. And we're waiting. And we're waiting. And we're not really hearing anything. And then all of a sudden, the bushes like start to rattle. Rabbits! And we start to hear like yelps and stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> and our, our dogs come running back to us. But they're not like, they don't have rabbits in their mouth. Um... And it's like not all of our dogs, only some of the dogs are coming back. And they're very clear on pain. <laughs> uh, quite a few. Okay, cool. I think, you know, there's the two of us and then we've got our like hunting pals. I would say there's probably about six or seven dogs. Okay, we can do that. <laughs> um, we can have But now dogs. there's only like three or four because oh, some sure. of them have gone missing. And the three or four that have come back to us are like clearly in pain. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing very well. And they don't have the rabbits we asked them to go get. Rude. So we need to go find the rabbits and find our dogs, obviously. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we do, and we go trudge into the forest a little bit more, and then we see a we see a rabbit. Rabbit. But like, but like this one looks a little weird. Weird rabbit? Does it have horns, Bailey? This one, no, it doesn't have horns, okay. but it does have like really sharp teeth. Hey, that's and, incorrect. Like, very vicious claws. Interesting. And, like, it's clearly beating our dog up. Now, I have seen certain jackrabbits use their back legs to really smash into things. <laughs> Which, you know, that's not uncommon. Feral rabbits are a thing, and like, who's to say they're not aggressive? But the weird thing is, we're big men with guns, Danny. Yeah, we are big, strong And when we shoot at the men. rabbits, when we shoot at the rabbits to, you know, get them off our dogs, but also so we have a spoil to take back home. Um, and wives. the bullets aren't working. Oh, we found bulletproof rabbits. We did find bulletproof rabbits. Really? They're cool. very vicious. Yummy. Listen, but if we so win, is... that's even better. <laughs> we really didn't win. We kind of didn't. just were like, we barely spared ourselves when we made it out. God damn it, baby. <laughs> um, we'll take what we can. We'll take our mostly unharmed dogs, the ones that are surviving, and we're just going to go. And we're going to go tell everybody about what we've seen. Are they going to believe us? Yes. Oh. Word spread. And actually a hunting columnist from New York is going to come down to talk to us. Oh, that's so fun. Um, we're in the paper. <laughs> and this New Yorker is actually going to come out and try to shoot the rabbits too. And he's not going to be successful. Well, it is a New Yorker, so. <laughs> yeah, well. It is what it is. So this, and it's mostly only recognized in Harmony Township, yeah, is the one origin story of spook bunnies or spook rabbits. Excuse me? <laughs> That's yeah. what they landed on? Yeah, spook bunnies. 
All right, I'm listening. I mean, that's kind of it. It's like some bullet I mean, rabbits it's a that are a little buddy. more aggressive. <laughs> yeah, that are a little more aggressive. Um, it's generally accepted to like be careful when you're out in the woods around this area. But that's it. Spook rabbits. I saw I... both of them. The Wamat yeah. Guineas I thought would be fun, but there's not a ton. And I did just get a rabbit tattoo, so I was like, it'd be so fun to do the spook bunny. bunnies, but there's also not enough. So I just I want to get a spook bunny tattoo. Both. <laughs> I did both very briefly. Yeah. I really I thought you were leading me toward Jackalope for a second there, which we need to talk about eventually. I just don't think it's like centered anywhere. I think it just is. I think the jackalope is just a jackalope, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just everywhere. <laughs> But yeah, Maybe. Spook Bunny is like the the crazy cousin of the jackalope. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> that's crazy. I love that for them. Spook Bunnies. <laughs> and I'm not even going to attempt to say the other one because I can't see it in front of me, so there's no way I'm going to say it. When, yeah, what yeah. Wimackanese. I think I'm, I think I'm still saying that wrong. Well, I tried. <laughs> So yeah, you got four cryptids this episode. Jersey Devil, Bruce Thompson, <laughs> when that can wouldn't fuck, and uh, the spook bunnies. Yeah. I love that for us. Okay, so now I've got to go through it. The Jersey Devil is definitely a Chad. Very aggressive, angry, all the time. Um, my dad, he's kind of a Brad. He's kind of chill, kind of, he likes beer. He's also kind of angry sometimes, but mostly just like, <laughs> just a bro being dudes. Um, the Wamakini. We're gonna go with that. Wamat. Wamatkini. No. Wamatkinis. 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 We're sure. Uh, those ones. They seem like shads. Um. Mm -hmm. And the bunny, the spook bunnies, are kind of chad-like too. Because they're all chads. We love a good Chad. <laughs> They're angry little bun buns. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So what you're telling me is that New Jersey is just somewhere that you don't want to go. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go to Jersey anyway. Apparently, it can be very fun in certain parts. My dad really did love New Jersey. He just didn't want to go see his family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And got a chance to go up that way or like nearish there to visit some of his friends. He has two friends that he grew up with in New Jersey. Eric and Victor. I I think that was them two. I, honestly, a lot of times I don't remember which of dad's friends are which. <laughs> so mm. I think it was Eric and Victor and they're brothers. And they grew up with my dad. And they were two of the people who I'm almost confident were with him at, during his, the story I told. Because uh, they were yeah. always out and about together. And his brothers were actually a lot older than him, too. He was the youngest, and he was an oopsie baby. And his dad was, like, his mom and dad were, like, 60 and 70 when they had him. They were, like, huh. old parents. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah. So, Jersey, I, I kind of want to go. Like, maybe to the, like, bays. The, to the, like coastal areas of jersey that sounds kind of fun mm -hmm. but maybe not like and i mean that is west jersey that's where the devil is <laughs> mm -hmm. 
But yeah, so Jersey in general sounds pretty unsafe. <laughs> yeah. Not only are there Jersey Devils, but there's also 14-year-olds with guns <laughs> trying to hunt the Jersey Devil. So <laughs> I don't know how old they were in that story, but I'm imagining like teenagers at least. That may be something to fear more. Yeah, the teens with guns. <laughs> I would say so. Yeah, a little bit more scary than the Jersey Devil. But yeah, I think Jersey, you might want to avoid. It, though it is the most populated, so. Not most populated, just most densely, densely populated. populated. So there's lots of people there for like the massive land of which there is. Mm-hmm. So don't, you, you, you don't, they don't on need top of other people. Yeah, they don't need any more. You're good. Just stay out. I'm pretty sure the cost of living there is pretty high too. So just stay out. Just don't. Just stay where you are. Unless that's a bad situation and then get out. But maybe don't go out to Jersey. Yeah, maybe go somewhere else, like like Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked about Pennsylvania, though, so I couldn't really tell you if that's a safe option or not. Head out to... Um, what's a big one we've just done? Like Montana? Montana, Montana was, was safe. Like, and it's big, and there's not a lot of people there. You should be fine yeah. there. You should be fine there. Michigan sounds nice. Though there, I think there are a lot of people in Michigan. So, but yeah, uh, or you should go to our socials. <laughs> yeah, you we podcasts on most of them. Yeah, on most of them. We got Instagram, we got Twitter, we got, that's about it. Uh, we got a Patreon. <laughs> we do patreon.com slash podcast. There's a fun video up for you if you go subscribe. There is a fun video for as low as a dollar a month. Correct. That's so cool. That's so cheap. That is so cheap, dude. You should do it. And if you want to tell us your stories, I had one of my secondhand stories, but we would love a firsthand story, and you can email us about it. Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. This Sorry, has my been... phone is ringing. Who's calling you? It's a work call, and I'm not answering it. It's after hours. You don't have to. <laughs> well, so my phone is connected to the front desk phone, so they're trying to call uh... the front desk. No, absolutely not. It's after hours. I'm not answering. It's almost yeah, 9 o'clock. No. Why are you calling a business at 9 o'clock? Yeah, that's really odd, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, Anyways. it's been fun, travelers. I've been Danny. And I've been Bailey. Bye. Bye.